Welcome everyone to the Neil World Order Podcast, coming to you on another chilly Saturday night here in Wisconsin. We are almost a week removed from the Super Bowl. Um, I thought it was actually a pretty great game. Um, I thought the officiating got real shitty there at the end and probably uh, cost the Cincinnati Bengals a Super Bowl. Um, me personally, I wasn't buying into the whole Matthew Stafford love affair. Uh, I mean, I think he, you know, everyone's like, oh, he played for the Lions all those years. He was, some of those years, he was part of the reason they sucked, too. The guy throws a lot of interceptions. He threw a lot this year. I believe he threw, like, 17, which was the most by any quarterback who was in the, who made a made a, the playoffs or whatever. But regardless, the uh, Los Angeles Rams are your Super Bowl champions, as uh, California showed, hosting the Super Bowl that you can gather with 80,000 people and nobody have to wear a mask, but the kids in the same uh, county going to school the next day all had to. Uh, great halftime show, I thought. Dr. Dre, Snoop, uh, Eminem, 50 Cent, uh, Mary J. Blige. I could have easily done without the Kendrick Lamar. I know everyone was kind of uh, giving hate to 50 Cent. I mean, 50 Cent did look a little chubbier, but I mean... Dude's 46 years old. I mean, he's as old as I am. And I tell you what, I'm not as skinny as I was 20 years ago. I'm probably not as skinny as I was five years ago. But, I mean, dude was, you know, doing his thing or whatever. I, th I thought it could have been longer. Like, I, I probably could have done without Mary J. Blige and um, Kendrick Lamar. I mean, Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar just got up there and mumbled a bunch of shit, and I don't think anyone understood it. But me personally, it was one of the better halftime shows since uh, Prince did it in, what was it, 2009, whatever, or no, it would have been, God, 2005, 2003, 2004, whatever year the Colts beat the Bears in the Super Bowl. So maybe 2004, 2005. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, the Sopranos commercial, I thought, was the best commercial with the... Uh, with uh, a Meadow and AJ. All in all, I mean, pretty good game, like I said. Uh, and I, I didn't care either way. I thought Cincinnati was a better story. Uh, apparently, everyone else in the world didn't. But, um, yeah, so, you know, maybe the Packers will be there next year. Maybe they won't. I'm guessing we'll find out in the next couple weeks with the whole Aaron Rodgers saga. My guess is he stays. I think I'll, just based on a lot of the things I'm hearing and seeing, being done here, he's staying. I know everyone keeps talking about Denver. I honestly don't see any reason why he would want to be in Denver unless he just wants to live there. That's not a team that's built to win. That's not a team with a loaded roster. They traded a lot of people. They do have a lot of draft picks, but he's already said he doesn't want to be in a rebuild situation. I would have thought Tennessee was the perfect place for him, but apparently they're sticking with Ryan Tannehill because they like to lose playoff games. Um, crazy week uh, as far as listens and downloads for the podcast. Like We had as many uh, downloads this past week as I usually get in a month, and I think that's awesome. I'm all for it. I'll talk more about that later in the podcast and uh, some demographics and stuff of where it's coming from because I always find it interesting it breaks it down 
I don't know if I ever talked about, you know, it shows me the country I can see globally. Then I can break down, like, um, our country and see state by state. Some people choose to listen from it. It'll say unknown. It shows me what um, applications people use, like Spotify, Amazon, um, Google, Apple Podcasts, or other. Uh, breaks down, like, what times are the most listened. Um, shows me each episode. Uh, the last episode... The Still Dre episode has more downloads than the last, the previous two episodes before it combined, which is awesome. But feel free to go back and listen to some of the other ones. I hope you are. By the looks of it, people are catching up because, or just getting into the podcast because I see uh, some of the older episodes gaining some a lot of downloads. You know, and it's like wow, okay. But things are trending up. That's pretty awesome. I uh, got some salted watermelon whiskey tonight. Uh, was fortunate enough to get two more bottles of whiskey tonight. Um, they're not huge bottles, so before you guys think I'm a huge alcoholic, and I swear, honestly, and the people who, you know, know me personally know, I honestly maybe drink one night a week. It's usually the night I do this. Um, I don't drink on school nights. Uh, you know, usually it's kind of how I unwind to do the podcast, and it's kind of my thing where I just kind of sit here, collect my thoughts, have therapy with you guys, uh, which, you know, kind of brings me to getting the show started. Um, you know, sometimes, like I say, like it's, you know, it's not always about a song or the artist we talk about to when we bring up the musical porch segment of the show. Sometimes it's a lyric that catches me. Um, so it was, you know, song and the lyric is there's no one home in my house of pain. Uh, it's a great lyric from the song House of Pain by the band Faster Pussycat, uh, 80s, 90s hair metal band. Uh, this w- I-, I believe this was their biggest hit. They uh, they never really got a mainstream following. Uh, this song, you know, kind of was the only one that really got any airplay. They kind of were right on the edge with mat- hair metal and stuff like right when it ended. So they kind of, I guess, peaked at the wrong time. You know, so to speak, I mean, they're still around. I believe they're still making music. Um, they were actually featured, a couple of songs are featured in Peacemaker, which on HBO Max, which was amazing. It's been renewed for season two. Uh, the series season finale aired on Thursday. It was the eighth episode. Amazing, great ending. You got to watch it all. But I actually saw my first exposure to Faster Pussycat was at my first ever concert. Uh, and my first concert was Motley Crue on the Dr. Feelgood Tour in 1989. Uh, Faster Pussycat was the opening act. Um, like I said, I'd never heard of them at the time. They killed it. I really enjoyed their sound. It was kind of like metal, bluesy. Um, and, I, you know, I was a fan after that. I was really into the hair metal. I still love my hair metal. Um, you know, it's, I don't know, It's. I think way more of us like it than openly say. Um you know, and there's not some huge story to tell with the band. Uh, honestly, like I said, I believe they're still releasing music. Um, I recommend their album "Wake Me When It's Over." It was really good. Uh, I enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, that's just a little sample into uh, "Faster Pussycat," "House of Pain." All these years later, one of my favorite songs. Um, also, the name of a terrible Irish. Uh, rap group i mean at least they gave us jump around right but anyways check out some uh faster pussycat if you uh 
have some time to kill and you like uh, the 80s hair metal. Um, so I was thinking the other day, which is funny because that's kind of what this is about. And I don't know if any of you ever do this, but um, for someone like myself who I feel like I don't put a lot into a lot of thought into things I do, maybe, um, but I think a lot, if that makes sense. Um, and it's not always like worry. Sometimes it's, you know, it's stress. Uh, but I, th I think about things like randomly. My thoughts are like a complete reflection of me. They're, they're all over the place from like what if thoughts to I wish I had or wish I hadn't thoughts to what's going to happen thoughts um, to what's going on thoughts. Um, like I, there, there's times where I seriously get so lost in my head so much and sometimes for, for it can be for hours it can be days for weeks um anyone in my inner circle can tell you this um you know it, it's true um i feel like this past last week early in the week i was kind of like lost in my head and uh and it's crazy because the irony of it all is i have all these conversations in my head like with myself i think but like as a person, as, you know, as far as interpersonal relationships and stuff, I, I don't really enjoy conversation. Like, I don't like to talk, you know, and I talk about it all the time how this is completely ironic because, I mean, I'm really just sitting here listening to myself talk and eventually you guys listen to it when you download it. But, like, I'm not, I'm not one for conversation. Maybe this is easy for me because it's just me. My Shaq jersey hanging on the wall, um, my stuffed baby hippo in memory of Sully, which we actually got some Sully picks uh, last weekend. Our boy looks good. Um, we got some picks of Willow. Uh, Willow turned a year old. I don't, I don't know how much I talked about Willow. Oh yeah, well I held Willow while doing a podcast a couple times. It's always awesome when we get um, updates on our f former foster. See what I did there? My mind just went somewhere else, but. Um, you know, and like I said, I'm not I'm not always good at sharing my thoughts. Um, you know, and I, and I'm being for real. Like my my opinion, my opinions on things, it's a little easier to share. But but things that like actually affect me and how I think and feel about them. And I don't know if I if it's I'm not I don't articulate them very well. When I when I go through things, uh, whether you know like I'm upset or I'm frustrated I'm down or um you know I, I I don't I know I don't process things probably I'm I want to say the right way but I, I feel like that's not a good term like maybe in a, in, in a healthy way um it's it's like when I go through something I have to like let it marinate you know like it has to sit there in a dish I don't know maybe it's a couple hours maybe it's a day maybe it's a week uh and then go from there and I and I think a lot of that comes from, like, understanding I'm a bad communicator and not wanting to say the wrong things or say things in a manner in which they're taken in a way I don't mean. Like, you know, not really out of context, but it may come off as I'm saying fuck you when I'm not really saying fuck you. You know, maybe I just meant fuck this and things get, you know, all twisted around. And most of it is because I explain it poorly or don't know how to say it, or just stop mid-thought. And you guys have probably seen me do that on here, where I just, boom, ADD, and I'm on to the next subject. 
But, um, you know, it's like in the heat of the moment, whatever I'm going to, it doesn't always resonate with me. Like, I feel it, you know. I just don't know often how to express what I'm feeling. I'm guessing if it aggravates me, I, I, I express that fairly quickly. But, you know, it, it, it's a feeling that un unless you, you struggle with this or deal with this like I do, um, it's frustrating for me. It's frustrating for the people around me and, and, and everyone in my, in my circle, they try, you know, and I feel bad because it, it's a tough spot. I put them in, you know, I don't put them there on purpose because I understand how I'm wired and how I'm going to be. But, you know, when people care about you, they want to help you. You know, if they think you're, you're struggling with something or you're going through something, um, you know, they want to make sure you're okay. And, and that's awesome. And, and, you know, we're all, anyone who has those people in your life, you're very fortunate you know, unfortunately, there's a lot of people that don't have those people in their lives, and sometimes there's terrible outcomes from that. So I, I'm very fortunate for that, you know. It, but at the same time, there's a it, sometimes you carry the burden of not being able to make these people understand what you're going through, or they take it personally when you don't have anything to say, you know. You know, and sometimes you, you just don't want to talk about it. You know, it, you 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 put them in this unfortunate place, you know, and it's not fair, but you do it where that you expect them to tread this thin line between leaving you the fuck alone and helping, and, and it's brutal, you know. It's not a good place to keep people in, you know, and you see their frustration at times, and then it adds to whatever it is you're already dealing with, and now you've got like, you know, it's like an onion. There's all these layers of frustration and feelings and whatever um you know like me personally when i feel like i've screwed up i get lost beating myself up over what i could have done better or to prevent it you know which is okay for hindsight i guess but it's it's a waste ultimately if you think about it because it already happened you can't change it. You know, can you learn from it? Yeah, sure. You know, that that's always there and you want to grow and learn from your experiences, your mistakes, your successes, your failures, whatever. But, you know, the way I think about it, I think, and, you know, not purposely, but the way I, I don't know, try to comprehend my thought process there is I don't think that's what I'm trying to do with my thoughts. Um, you know, and it just, you know, it, it just is, you know, sometimes, and, and I think it's been more like the last 10 years and maybe this come, I don't know. I, I think about time, like time, like the construct, construct of time. And, you know, I joke all the time that I don't want to be, <laughs> it's funny. I said time, I don't want to be a prisoner to time. Like, I don't like appointments. I don't like, Hey, I need you here. Like I've never been good with that like as a kid I was always late you know it was just kind of like and I understand that you know it comes off selfish at some point that you're not valuing other people's time but uh, I always felt like I looked at time like a leash you know because like time never stops you know we can't escape it we can't slow it down we can't rewind it we can't control it it just is, you know, it costs us nothing, but it's everything. That's kind of deep. 
and I'm sober. Um, I think we take it for granted. Every second of it, we take for granted. We never appreciate it till it runs out or maybe it's about to. You know, it's crazy, like, saying all this shit out loud because, like, this is stuff that goes through my head. Could be while I'm watching a football game, while I'm sitting on my desk at work, while I'm on the phone with somebody, while I'm, you know, it's not going through my mind now because I'm talking about it right now. I'm thinking, God, I'm kind of hot, but I'm in the basement, so that doesn't make sense, and it's freezing outside. Um, you know, oops, I just kind of burped. Excuse me. You know, I look at time sometimes and was like, it seems like just yesterday, I was a carefree 18-year-old dumbass. You know, and now I'm the wrong side of 40, still probably a dumbass. And, and I look at these years, you know, and there were a lot of them. And I'm in awe that, wow, you know, all this time has passed. Um, and maybe I'm the only one that does that. I don't know if any of you ever do that, you know, and just think about it. Um, you know, in, in my life, my life is blessed. I've been very fortunate. Even my struggles were not terrible struggles. A lot of my struggles and challenges were probably self-inflicted. Um, you know, and my life is filled with great memories, experience. And yeah, there's triumphs, there's tragedies. Um, you know, and like I say all the time, I'll be the first. I have a very blessed life. Um, but mortality, though, when you think of it, I think it weighs on me more now than it ever did before. And, and maybe that's something that just comes with age. You know, I don't want to be that guy that goes and asks an old guy, hey, do you think about dying now that you're closer to death? You know, like, I'm sure you think about being dead more at 80 than you do at 8, maybe. I don't know. Um, but, you know, and like I said, maybe it's a condition of the, I think to myself, okay, maybe this is all just a condition of the fucked up world we live in now, which it totally could be. I don't know. Um but yeah, you know, I feel like you just get to a certain age and you sit there and, and you know, it catches you on a moment. It's not something you just dwell on. If you do, you know, you might be worse off than me where I'm just like, whoa, there's more years ahead of me or more years behind me than ahead of me. It's very uplifting stuff, right? I mean, if you think about it. But um, yeah, now that I've come at you with all this positivity... <laughs> But this is just shit that's been going through my head in the last week and in general. So I came to you guys to take this huge mental deuce. But uh, so I, I mentioned it earlier, but speaking of positive things, apparently like the global icon David Hasselhoff, I'm huge in Germany. Uh, we had so many downloads in Germany this past week. So... Thank you to, um, was it Donka Shane? Donka? Uh, to all my German listeners, uh, I hope you are well. I'd love to hear about how you found us. Uh, you can always email us, the Neil World Order Podcast at gmail.com or find us on social media. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, Germany, all over kind of like Central Europe there, there's been a lot of download, you know, uh, Spain, Italy. Uh, I had downloads in Turkey this week, not that that's in Europe, uh, Romania, like, it was really cool, because, you know, like, the constants, as far as countries are usually, 
Uh, I do well in Canada. For some reason, I do well in Japan. I'm guessing the Jap the Japanese just laugh at me and think I'm an idiot, and I'm totally cool with that. Um, but uh, Australia, you know, obviously the United States, but now, I mean, if Russia, um, I still need to download in Africa. So somebody out there knows someone in Africa, tell them to, down, to download the podcast for me. But, you know, I, I when I started this, I never thought I would have an opportunity to share my stories and my banter and nonsense globally. And, and it's really cool to think that somebody that far away can spare their 30 to 45 minutes of their time, which, like I said, they're not making more of, um, and they devote it to listening to me, maybe devote, they, they let me in for sake for some time, and, and I, I appreciate that. You know, and um, I'm very glad you found us, you know, and I think that's part of the cool thing of this, right? Like being able to reach people, uh, entertain them, I hope, uh, whether, like I said, whether they laugh with me or at me, talk about life, um, whatever runs through, you know, this crazy mind of mine, like you just heard my 20 minute diatribe. It makes, um, you know, when I see that and I'm like, oh, wow, that's kind of cool. It, it makes the work of doing all this worth it. And that was one of the things I gravely underestimated when I kind of began this journey was like, you know, I felt like to be authentic and kind of come at you, you know, and not just be like, oh, hey, what are you doing today? Uh, that, you know, there's work and research and it's way more work than I thought. And it's cool because I feel like I learned things along the way. I remember things I did learn before and kind of, you know, refresh them. Um, and it's been a cool experience for me, um, you know, to be able to share and talk and uh, the feedback I get from people and stuff. You know, I get, uh, I think I got one of the coolest compliments ever from Scott a while back. And I, lo I love Scott. We have some of the best just quick text conversations. And then we won't talk again for a couple weeks. But um, <laughs> what did he say? He said, said he hadn't listened in a while. He said, it's funny when he listens. Sometimes he feels like I'm just talking to him, which is probably true some of the times when I'm telling some of our stories. And he said it caught him off guard. And it was like, oh, yeah, Scott can tell you. And he was talking about, this was the Ozzy episode where I said I'd walk around going, Sharon. But, you know, that's a lot of it is, you know, I think that's awesome to find someone having a conversation with me and I'm not even there. But, um Anyways, so, you know, it makes all the, the work that goes into words, because there's some weeks, like, and this was honestly one of those weeks, um, where I get all blah, and it's almost like a writer's block or talker's block, and, you know, I, I don't know what to say, or sometimes I worry about going on and on about the same old shit week after week, so I probably overthink it, there we are, back to the thinking. Uh, but I'm seriously, I'm very thankful for uh, every listener, and I'm still working on making this more interactive. I set up a Discord, which was totally Casey's idea. I don't really know anything about Discord, um, so honestly, I think I'm gonna, I'm not really sure what to do with it. Um, I haven't explored it yet, so I'm gonna leave that to her. I'll put all that info in her hands. Um, crazy. Uh, speaking of like things here. Um, I was talking about how cold it was today. So um, on Friday nights, I dash and do Instacart or whatever, which it's cool for extra money. It's really easy. Um, 
So I was dashing last night. I don't know. It was like seven-ish. Um, I was going into Chili's to grab an order. And like all of a sudden, like the weather changed drastically. I mean, it was cold and windy yesterday. I mean, I think the real feel at one point was like minus something. But, you know, the wind all of a sudden just, like, intensified. Um, I was in there, you know, waiting in the carryout area with a couple of, I think there was another driver and just some, you know, customers picking up their food. And, like, everyone's phone kind of dinged. Um, you know, the, like I said, the wind intensified. It began to snow. And uh, we all got these uh, weather alert updates. It was about a winter squall. Um, and, like, within 45 minutes, the weather was nuts. Um you know, the winter squall weather event, literally, it's personally the worst thing I have ever driven in. And, um, you know, I took that order and I, you know, I, my wife had texted me and said, you know, you should probably come home, be careful. She's, I'm fortunate to have someone who probably makes the decisions for me that I wouldn't be smart enough to make for myself. And so I was like, yeah, I'm going to drop this off. It's kind of on the way home and I'm coming home and I'm only like seven miles away. From wherever I am, which maybe how your life is or area set up is kind of far, but here it's like, you know, five, 10 minute drive. It's easy, mostly rural area, but like the visibility was so bad and I'm driving on roads that I know, like the back of my hand ways I go home all the time. Uh, and I literally almost went off the road a handful of times just cause like I fucking, I just, the way the, the snow was flying in the way, like you just couldn't see it. It like would throw you off. And I'm doing like 20 miles an hour. If that, which is crazy because I'm usually not one of those people like, Oh, it's snowing. I better drive real slow. But yeah, you know, it was just, it was nuts. It literally was not. And I thought maybe it was just me. And I saw like some TikToks of people talking about it. And I was like, okay, so I wasn't overreacting. That shit was really crazy. And I think we only ended up getting like an inch of snow. So really, and it's hard to say because the shit just blew everywhere because it was like freaking a hurricane. Um, and, you know, and it gets windy here often. Um, anytime people are like, oh, I don't know how you live up there. It's so cold. Like I always tell like the wind is worse than the cold. Like I, cold is cold, but like 50 mile an hour winds, which even in the summer sucks when it's 90 degrees and the wind, you know, it's like walking into a hairdryer when you walk outside. The weather can be brutal but uh in all honesty uh, public service announcement in your area if they ever say you're getting a winter squall keep your ass at home man that shit's crazy seriously uh speaking of crazy not me um how about the tyranny in canada as uh old uh canadian dictator justin trudeau this week banned peaceful protesting by white people it, it's true. Illegal immigrants and people of ethnicity are allowed to peacefully protest, but white people aren't. Um, I think this is, it's in an effort to end the freedom convoy. Um, Trudeau has even empowered Canadian law enforcement to pretty much have unlimited powers as they try to remove, arrest, trample by a horse, uh, the protesters. I don't know if any of you saw that footage yesterday. Or it was, I think it was Friday or the day before, where the, uh, I don't know, the Mounties or Canadian police were on horseback and literally just rode into the crowd of people. Like, that's insane. Like, these people aren't rioting. These people aren't setting fires. These people aren't looting. They're literally, it's, it's like a sit-in. They're literally in one place 
doing nothing to protest the freedom of their own personal health choices. And you know, and, and you idiots who think that that can't happen here, you're crazy. I, I think you know the outcome of what happens with all of this there will determine, I think, how things go there. But like, people were outraged here over an immigration officer on a horse riding after a fleeing immigrant. He wasn't. He didn't trample him. He didn't shoot him. He didn't whip him was simply on his horse trying to catch someone running away. And that photo was all over the news. Oh, unlawful practices. This is, is this really who we are? But meanwhile, in Canada, they're fucking running people over with horses. And anyone who's worked around a horse, a horse is strong. A horse is big. You don't want to be kicked by a horse. You don't want to be stepped on by a horse. You don't want to be bit head-butted, bumped, or anything else by a horse. That is a very large animal. Needless to say, in Canada, things are a little different. Like, I, I, I'm i blown away. You know, even when I look at, and I support law enforcement, but you have to look at, if they're going to enforce these policies, then I feel like, you know, I think about what George Bush said back after 9-11, that we wouldn't, distinguish between the terrorists and those who harbor them. And I feel like you get into that same line here where people that are going to fight for the wrong causes need to be dealt with like an enemy. And you're making that choice. You know, it's more you can't just say, well, that's their job. They're doing it. So they don't have to do it. You know, there's they're making a conscious choice to do that. No, I don't care if the chief, the governors, the Dictator said, go out and run. The, you, you, you didn't have to do it. You chose to do it. You made a conscious choice to do that. So, like, you know, they arrested the person who organized the protest this week. Uh, several other people who were key in the Freedom Convoy have been arrested. You know, they're trying, they've tried to paint them as racist, misogynist. And there's people of all races involved with the Freedom Convoy. There's women. Um, you know, you have immigrants from China, Romania, all over who said, you know, we left places that tried to rule like this. And here you are trying to use those same policies, you know, and it brings me back to, to what I've said forever, almost like a broken record. that This never was about a virus. This never was about a pandemic. That, that wasn't real. Like, notice how it's all going away now. You know why it's going away now? Because nobody cares. The people still wearing masks now are going to wear masks forever because they're stupid. They don't know any better. They don't get it, and they, they're scared because certain, you know, they listened too much. They didn't look. They listened, and all they heard was propaganda and bullshit. And, and, you know, and like I said, no one is spitting it out more and crazier. Justin Trudeau may be more off than fucking Fauci. Like, this guy is. Uh, and, you know, if you ever want to go down a rabbit hole, explore the, uh, there's videos and all these articles about him possibly being like the child of Castro. Some of that's fascinating shit. I'm not saying it's true or that I believe it, but, but it's, it's interesting. I mean, you know, stories and ideas and rumors, it comes from somewhere. Like things don't just come out of thin air. You know, the only things that kind of, um, come out of thin air is, uh, Jeffrey Epstein hanging himself. But, um, which, I don't know if you saw that, a close associate of Jeffrey Epstein supposedly killed himself in a French prison yesterday. Hmm. 
so they I saw an article and said that Jazane Maxwell was like very worried. Well, obviously she should be worried. It's only a matter of time before they kill her and you know, or I'm sorry, till they suicide her. But regardless, but yeah, you know, the whole thing in Canada, it's so fucked up. Like this whole, you know, I see people mask on, and I shake my head. Like I, I laugh at you because you're probably the same idiots that got boosted. 52 times, and if you get a sniffle, you think it's someone else's fault. People people are going to get sick. People are going to die. This was a power, a power thing. This was a control thing. Look at everything that fell into place with it. The whole, like, they tried to change almost completely how they govern this country. And so many other countries. This was never about making people better. You were an idiot if you believed them the first time they said we're all in this together. We're not. I'll tell you that right now. I'm not in this with anyone but my people. That's it. You know, the government's not my friend. The government's not going to help me. They're not going to help you. They're going to help themselves. People with money only got richer. People with power only got more of it. So I feel like we get closer and closer to that day when crazy shit's going to happen, you know, and the system falls apart and people have had enough. And I think that's somewhat of the drawback of all the mandates and, you know, places are loosening up whatever now, because one elections are coming. Okay. And COVID's not popular. If you're a COVID idiot, you're not going to be popular with constituents. People are done with this. You know, the, even a lot of the Democrats are done with this. The crazy far-left idiot liberals, they love this because they're socialists and they want the government to tell them what to do, wipe their ass and be in control of everything. But the only thing, there's no way they're gonna, they're rolling this back because they're like, we've got to do something to get people on our side because nobody wants to vote blue except the mouth-breathing idiots that are always going to do it. Something to think about. Um, like I said, it's crazy. You know, the Canadian thing has, this has gone on. The Freedom Convoy has lasted far longer than I thought it would. I mean, I know it's crippling the supply chain up there. Supposedly one is going to start here. Um, you know, so maybe think of some things you need. You may start to see shortages here as far as distribution, which the issue with supply chain, like I said, it never was things didn't exist. Things aren't being distributed. They're made. They exist. The product's just aren't getting to where they need to be. And that's like, that's that's my design. That's not a pandemic. That's not sickness. That is by design. That is when, you know, look at it like a, like a constrictor snake. It just wraps and wraps and wraps around something and eventually squeezes the life out of it. And that's what they've been trying to do. But um, so I, I guess that's our uplifting episode. For this week, uh, don't forget to check out the uh, merch shops, the Retro Lounge, the um, Neil World Order podcast store. Get you some cool stuff. Uh, we're always adding to the Retro Lounge. Um, a lot of funny stuff in there. Uh, I think I pretty much want every T-shirt in there. But I hope everyone has a safe, uh, warm weekend. And uh, yeah, you know, it's almost March. It's almost spring. So everyone have a great weekend. We'll see you next week.